Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Tequila shots all around. Tequila, tequila shots? Tequila makes my clothes come off. Oh, look, mate, it happens to the best of us when we meet people we love. I have never seen a grown man turn to water. Oh, we've all been there once or twice. <laughs> Some more than others. Every Sunday. Yeah, every Sunday. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, it's slowly getting bigger. From what I've seen of their records, the only thing they do contribute is mayhem and chaos. No, I'm chaos and he's mayhem. We're a double act. I just want to let everyone know that it's not weak to speak. I just want to let everyone know that I don't wait to speak. Welcome to Scott and Joe Show. And good morning. Good morning, Joy. Morning, Scott. How are you this morning, mate? Not too bad. Happy Sunday. It is Saturday. Sunday. Wow. Sunday, the 1st of October. And good to see you wound your clock back, even though you live in Queensland. Forward? Yeah. Forward. Goes forward today. Yeah, it's forward. Forward. Daylight savings is forward. Yeah. Oh, dear. Can you imagine all those people uh, that live in New South Wales and Victoria trying to adjust their clocks this morning? I know. I didn't even realise, and I thought it was 10 o'clock earlier this morning. (laughs) So welcome to the Scott and Jai Show. This is the Mates Helping Mates podcast. We have uh, lightly renamed it, Um, and you can follow us, thescottandjaishow.podbean.com. Or on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at the Scott and Jai Show, or you can email us now, the Scott and Jai Show at outlook.com.au. You ready for a big, uh, big podcast this morning, mate? Yeah, mate. Um, I've got a few things to talk about. Yeah. Oh, let's get straight into it with what's on your mind. Scott and Jai, what's on your mind this week? Do you want to do heads or tails? You want to go first? What's on your mind this week, mate? Nah, you go first, mate. Jai's been uh, winding me up all week about this. I just want to get across the Wallabies. Now, the, the Wallabies. For anyone that doesn't know, Fiji beat them. No, they didn't beat them. They towed them up. Right? Australian rugby is done. Right? Here's what Eddie Jones said right after the game. Firstly, I'd just like to apologise to all the Australian supporters. A lot of people have travelled here. I'm sure a lot of people have stayed up late at night and, uh, you know, our performance wasn't up to the standard that uh, is required. You got that right, Eddie. It is not up to standard. And you know what? It's all your fault. It is all on Eddie Jones. Australian rugby sucks. Who are the All Blacks going to towel... Well, the All Blacks are going to towel up the Wallabies next year. If they keep going the way that they're going, there's going to be no competition whatsoever. And you know what makes it even worse? What's we that? find out that he's interviewed for a, another job just before the World Cup. Have a listen. Did you do a job interview with uh, Japanese rugby a couple of weeks before the World Cup? And if so, what was the thinking? I don't know what you're talking about, mate. You do know what we're talking about, Eddie. If it all falls apart in Australia, Eddie thinks about Eddie. Not about the punters that have spent tens of thousands of dollars flying all the way to France to watch the Rugby World Cup or all those people that get up in the middle of the night, whether it's 1am or 5am, to watch the Wallabies. Unfortunately, Eddie Jones only cares about Eddie Jones. And I can tell you now, he'll be the fall guy 
and he'll swan off and go and destroy Japan. Right. That's my little spat for the day. Get angry. I was not a happy camper. No, no, I know. What do you think the change change needs to be then? Well, you know, where do you start? Where do you start? Chairman's got to go. Coach has got to go. I mean, why would you go all the way to a World Cup, a Rugby World Cup in France, and take the B team? Like those players, don't get me wrong, those players have earned their spots, right? But they're new. They're green, right? What about all the experienced players? Like, use the Broncos, for example, right? The Broncos, they've got Adam Reynolds and Kurt Capewell, right? Two experienced players that have played in grand finals, that have played in finals. Who are the Wallabies got? No one. No one. They're all green. They're all fresh. Mm. Right? You know, there's too many chops and changes. You know, and then we get into super rugby. Look, there's some people out there that might disagree with me. There's some people that might agree with me. But they have five super rugby teams in Australia, right? It needs to be three. It needs to be three. We don't need that that many teams in this country where NRL and AFL dominate. Mm. Yeah. Look, yep. I, I'm not a rugby fan myself, so I can't really comment on this. But you're Australian, right? I am Australian. And isn't it sad to see that you're the national team? It's just... Pew. Well, mate, oh, I, it is what it is, I guess. You can't win them all. Not, not as passionate as I am, eh? No. <laughs> no, not, not that passionate. Uh, so, Joy, what's been happening with you this week, mate? Um, it's actually been a really massive week. Uh, yesterday I went over to Great Keppel, um, and spent some time with my family and my nieces and nephews and my brothers and sisters. So where is Great Keppel? Uh, it's just off of Yapoon, a small island, um, you gotta catch the ferry over. Um, it's about a half an hour ferry ride, but beautiful. The water was absolute crystal blue, like you could see right down to the bottom. Yep. Um, and it was beautiful weather. The wind was a bit here going, but it was still a really nice day. It was good to spend some time with the family, eh? Yeah, well, I guess it just doesn't happen a lot anymore now that we're all grown up and we've all got our own lives. And it was a good day. Like, we... Um, Come back with a wicked sunburn. Yeah, yeah, I was a bit looking like a beetroot for a bit. Um, but we like we had a pirate um, treasure hunt and uh, for my nephew for his birthday and took out a high uh, higher kayak and let them play around in that. Yeah, it was just a really good day. That's good. Um, I really want to get over there and um, actually explore the island, even stay over there for a night and get yep. like two days in. Um, I think it'd be pretty cool. It's expensive though. I. Just, well, they had like 60% off accommodation last night. Yeah, right. It's like anything, though. You've got to understand, like, you book accommodation for two days, okay, anywhere you're going to go is going to be like, I think when I looked at it, it was like $200 for the cabin. But if you take your own food and stuff over there, and you can pretty much still make it a cheapish trip. You don't you have, have a good to go time. and spend all the money. I know that you can have your own... Um, alcohol beverages at your cabin and stuff there too so yeah. i guess you make it as expensive as you really want it to be but i think it's worth it are we what are we my partner and i got fish and chips for lunch yesterday it was 69 dollars 
for both of us, but that was because she got an alcohol beverage slushy thing. Into the old daiquiris, though? Yeah, the daiquiris, that's the one. That was, uh, I think that was $14 or something. But, like, the fish and chips was absolutely beautiful. And the fish wasn't really oily, which you get a lot in restaurants. I find a lot of the restaurants I go to, like, order a bat- piece of battered fish and it's really oily, but it was really nice. But, yeah. Fish and chip chat. I like it. Yeah, there's some good fish and chip joints around um, CQ. Yeah, we I want to do, like, a pie. I reckon we should do, like, a pie challenge. We should. Go and find the best place that sells the best pie. Because, undisputedly, the Dean Street Bakery is, is your go-to. Yeah. Or is the one down the road here? Nah. Nah. They're bad. <laughs> They're b- absolute bad. So they just chuck mints and bacon and stuff in it and don't even take any pride. But Dean Street Bakery, they have coffee, baked goods, and their pies that are freaking die for. And that was bakery chat for another day. Yeah. Let's so- get into uh, a bit of a sore point for some people out there. Raw, the Bris- mighty Brisbane went down to Collingwood last night in the AFL Grand Final. We don't do a lot of AFL chat. No, some people call it gay AFL, but you know it's still a a solid sport. Brisbane team was there. Yeah, well, you know they it was a good game. I um laid in bed last night watching the overlook of the game, and it was still a pretty good game. Yeah, it was a close game. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like a flogging. Mm. No, we were listening to it on the radio. Um, as we were doing things yesterday, so. But that was AFL chat, real quick AFL chat. Good on Collingwood. What are they called? The pies. The pies. The pies. Up the pies. The pies. I had, um, when I was younger, I knew someone that was a massive magpie fan. Yeah, right. Yeah, and like I mean, magpie stickers all over his car. Always wore the pies jersey. Like, yeah, just through and through. You know them people that just. A die-hard fans that everything they own has to have something to do with their team. Yeah, like you, the Broncos, and me, the Warriors. Yeah, well, look, I'm not that. Maybe once I, when I own my own house, I might have, like, a little uh, men's room where... Call it a, a man bar cave. And, yeah, man cave. Call it a man cave, not a men's room. Red room, either one. Oh, wow. G'day. We went there. Nah, um, but I've always dreamed of having, like, a sports bar and big TV and... Just where, you know, mates come over and have a game of pool, watch a game of footy. Game of pool? Pool. Pool, right, okay. We'll get the whips and chains out. All right, all on that note, let's... um, (laughs) Rugby league. Let's get into the... uh, (laughs) Rugby league. Rugby league chat. And... um, (laughs) 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 You really put it on the spot. So it's grand final day for NRL fans. Yes, uh, the Broncos and the Panthers. Panthers. So if you're in Queensland, the game kicks off at 6.30. Just to let every Queenslander know, thanks to Daylight Savings in the other states, um, I wouldn't have had a clue, actually, if I checked Facebook this morning. So 6.30 if you're in Queensland, 7.30 if you're in New South Wales and all the southern states. Due to Daylight Savings. Let's not get on daylight. We're having daylight savings chat actually beforehand, so we'll get get to that in a sec. But Jai, what's your pick for tonight? 
Obviously, it's the Broncos. Yeah, like, I'm not going to um, stray away from my team. Like, the way I look at it, like, I, obviously, I want the Broncos to win. I think that it'd be a really good um, year if they could take out the Premiership. But at the same point, if they don't, I'll still be loud and proud of Broncos supporter. But what a comeback story, you know, like Wooden Spooners two years ago yeah. to, you know, now in a grand final this year. I think it comes down to coaching and the team set up and, as you said, having, like, experienced players help coach the younger players into um, gelling. Yeah. Well, like, you, if you, you, it's all and good to have a full team, but if you don't gel as a team, well, you're pretty much useless on the field, eh? That's it. Um, or you take the Bulldogs, for example, this morning. Like, we found out... That <laughs> we went there. <laughs> yeah, We're going well, there. Well, last time they won a premiership was 2004, and then it was, uh, yeah, back... Like, they won a few back in the day. 1980. Yeah, 1984, yeah. and, like, shout-out to all the Bulldogs supporters, but I do feel really <laughs> sorry for you. You aren't going anywhere, and... Um, you know, if it's been this long since you've even seen a grand final, maybe you'd need to start looking at what your team's doing wrong. They got Gus Gould, mate. Yeah, Gus well, Gould. Well, clearly they're not doing any well. The facts speak. Thanks for the... Um, Rugby league. Chat. Rugby league. I just love, I love how he says it. Rugby league. Rugby league. Rugby league. No, it is a game. Uh, I love, love my uh, NRL. But, um, yeah... I think it'll be Broncos win. Brisbane will be party central tonight. I reckon. Oh, hundred percent. It'll be party central in our house uh, tonight. Yeah, for sure. Like you're a Warriors supporter, but like Warriors, like we said uh, last week, did so great to get where they are because they also came back from being an underdog and not performing really well. But um, you know, maybe next year we might see the Broncos and the uh, Warriors in the grand final. How good would that be? Our household would be lit. Oh, yeah, it'd be divided. You're listening to the Scott and Jai podcast. Today is October the 1st. Pinching a punch for the first day of the month. You're lucky I can't reach it. <laughs> Today uh, in history, 1949, People's Republic of China is established. When I was going through this with Jai last night, he's like, who cares? Who cares? So there you go, I shared it. Uh, today's births, Julie Andrews was born uh, today, sorry, October the 1st, 1935. What Remember who Julie Andrews is? Yeah, wasn't that Mary Poppins? Mary Poppins, yeah. There you go. 1924, Jimmy Carter, 39th President of the United States. It's his birthday today. He's old too, 90s. He's still Get going. It. Yeah, right. Yeah. Now, tomorrow, our live show. What could go wrong? Well, mate, this is what it's all about. You know, we started this podcast to help people share their stories, and um, I think we're doing all right so far. We're still learning it every time we do a podcast. Um, you're the computer guy. They're getting better and better as we go along. Well, that's it. I definitely want to um, keep getting bigger and um, get a lot more people in. But. So one of the ways to get bigger is our live show. So our live show will kick off at 10 a.m. Queensland time tomorrow. Uh, how do you tune in? Simple. Click on the link on Facebook. Uh, we've put the link up on Facebook um, for everyone to tune in. Did you, you gave me the hand to cough or the hand to talk. 
No, I was just doing the click on the link, you know. Oh, the click on the link, right. So click on the link. It's on our Facebook page. Um, once you download the Podbean app, you can then listen to us live. Um, we, at this stage, have no idea what we're talking about, but we're going to do a bit of a public holiday chat, some banter, play some tunes, um, and roughly go for about two or three hours. We'll see how it all goes. And you can even call us in if you want to share your story tomorrow. We just want to... Um, Talk some true God shit. Yep. Give us a bell. Via the Podbean app. So click on that link on Facebook at the Scott and Jai Show. Get involved with our live show. Plenty more. If we can make it a success, there'll be plenty more to come along. Just to give you some um, listener stats as well. Um, so show number one. We've got uh, 90. 90 people have listened to our first show. 62 have listened to the second show. Third show, 36. And the fourth show is 38. So currently, we've had 229 downloads come from all over. So Australia is our biggest audience, along with New Zealand, American, and Canadian. Believe it or not. There you go. Worldwide, baby. (laughs) Is that what we call you now, Mr. Worldwide? Mr. Worldwide. 305. Now it's time for Scott and Jai's story time. Real stories from real people. And if you're feeling affected by today's stories, you can contact Beyond Blue on 1300 224 636 or Lifeline on 131 114, Kids Helpline on 1800 55 1800, and of course, Men's Line Australia on 1300 789 978. And this week's story time, it's my turn. Time to share my story. This is a tricky one to, I guess, talk about. Um, it's something I don't like talking about much at all. Um, I really do hate. I, I hate talking about it because it's something that I'm not. It's it's one part of my life that I just want to keep. I guess to myself, you know what I mean. And uh, I don't really want to share too much, but you know we've got to. We've got a platform now. Well, mate, it's all about, you know, we can't just um, preach one thing and not share our own stories. That's it. That's it. And everybody comes from different walks of life and no one's better than anybody. It's just about appreciating where you've come from and where you are now Mm. and what's made you who you are. Yeah. So. Sexy wildebeest you are. (sighs) I made the bulldog sound before. I don't want to do it again. Um, so I've probably talked a lot, um, on the podcast, you know, like I said, you know, last week I said, you know, my mother listens to this podcast. Um, and, um, I hate the word, I even hate saying it. I hate the word step parent. I really do. Um, because my, my step she means more to me than what my, biological mother means to me right um and you know when when times got tough and i needed somebody she was there um whereas i don't like to use the word stepmom i just say she's my mum right and she was one of our biggest supporters on the podcast you know she rang me the other day um to talk about some stuff and that was the first thing I said to her I said have you listened to the podcast and I was shocked when she turned around and said yeah yes darling I've listened to all the, all the episodes so that's pretty cool oh, shout out to old mumsy <laughs> um but you know we were talking last week 
with Chris about you know keeping families together and um, and how that all works. And sometimes some families are not meant to be kept together, right? So when I moved to Australia, it was essentially to get away from my biological mother. Um, I still remember the phone call to this day where I was at our, our house in Napier. Shout out to everyone in Napier who listen. Kia ora um, And, you know, I was sitting there, would have been about 16 or 17, got absolutely plastered. I can't even remember what I got plastered for at the time. Just just because we could, right? Why not? Mm. And I remember, and this is where, you know, alcohol is a depressant is, and I remember just getting upset and started, you know, it was stucco wallers, so they've got the concrete, I remember it, it was a white stucco wall, just like, and it had concrete pebbles. Oh, yep, yep. Mm. And um, I remember just slashing out and punching this wall, just one, two, three, had cuts, yeah, they were pretty deep on my hands. Full Hulk smash, mate. Mm. And then I, I just remember then kind of looking up and seeing um, this person just standing in front of me. And I was like, oh, what like, what the f*** do you want now? And just, just started. Like, the most toxic person in the world, I think. Just, and it frustrates me now when people go into bat... F- for her, for my biological mother, because they just have no idea just the toxic and the poisonous person that she was, right? Yeah. And um, anyway, I, I don't quite remember what happened in between that, but what I do remember was getting on my push bike and biking towards her house. And I remember sitting at the table, drunk off my face, and next thing you know, I'm flipping over the glass table, Flipping over chairs, smashing the joint up. How old were you at this time? 16 or 17. 16. Were you younger? 15? Oh, might have been. you moved to Australia when you were 15? Might have been a few, yeah. No, yeah. 16. 16. Oh, it must have been 16, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I just remember getting on my push bike, covered in blood, like my hands were still bleeding. Went for a bike ride. Because that's what I used to do. I don't do it so much now. But that's what I used to do, just to... Get a bit of shit off my chest. Yeah. Just go for a bike ride. And I remember going for a bike ride and I rang my mum and dad in Australia. And I remember saying, help me. Get me out of here. Help me. And, um, yeah, mum and dad came up with a with a plan. And I was out of there. 30th of March. I was out of there. Quit my job. I was working um, at a large hardware store in Napier. Yep quit my job and I still remember what my boss said to me um, and they've always they always supported the decision like that decision because they knew the rut that I was in and just how toxic and poisonous that she was yeah and the route that you're kind of heading down yeah um, and so I got on a plane and moved to Australia but that wasn't going to be the end of it so I got married Quite young, 18. Um, had um, two children to my first wife. And it must have been about 2010 because I was working uh, in Browns Plains at the time in Brisbane. Yeah. Um, salesperson, selling TVs, 
Bridges washing machines. Actually, I can say the name of the company because it's gone broke. R.T. Edwards. Yeah. No, they've not gone broke. They closed down. Um, and I remember getting a phone call, and it was a New Zealand number. I used to get mad anxiety every time a New Zealand number popped up on the phone. And um, it was the Wellington Hospital. And they said, you know, uh, we're just ringing to let you know that uh, she's had a heart attack. And the thought that went through my head at the time was, and it's not a good thought, was, why are you calling me? Like, call me when she's dead. Yeah. Right? And they're like, oh, 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 okay. Then I, I went home that night. I didn't say anything to my wife at all. Just kind of just kept it to myself. And um, it must have been the next day, you know, she rang me up, begging, like full-blown begging, please come to New Zealand, be by my side, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I remember saying to her, no, nah, it's not happening. I'm not leaving. You can – I actually said it to her. I'm like, you can die for all I care. Like, everything that you – and I said that. Everything that you put us through and everything that you ever did and everything you ever said, I don't want to borrow of you. Well, I had enough. Um, just tried ringing my younger brother. Yeah. Um, I don't think he answered the phone. Just shut it all out. Um, and then I went a few more years not talking, not talking to her at all. Um, or not hearing from her. And then I must have been, must have been 2016, 2017. Um, and I'd started work, I'd started another job. So, what, that's six, seven years since I last spoke to her. And I don't know how she got my phone number, but I was sitting at work in the office and all of a sudden I get this FaceTime from a New Zealand phone number. Same thing, mad anxiety's built up over. There's a New Zealand number calling me that's not saved in my phone. What do I do? So I answered it and I actually saw her face and the first thing that went through my head was, wow, life really got you, didn't it? And, um, you know, I thought, oh, look, I'll entertain this idea. (laughs) I'll entertain this idea. Let's see how we go. Anyway, I ended up FaceTiming for about an hour. And um, so I was in a new relationship by this stage. And Katie had heard bits and pieces, like snippets. But she hadn't actually heard or, or spoken to her. So I thought, oh, I'll keep her on the phone, take her all the way home. And... We're sitting out the back, having a few beers and listening to literally her ramble. Couldn't get a word in. Just rambling the whole time. And I remember Katie looking at me and writing it down on a piece of paper. And she just wrote, who's that? And I was like, that is my biological mother. And she just rolled her eyes. And we ended up getting off the phone. And Katie said to me, she goes... I cannot believe another human being would ever speak to another human being like that. So you can imagine the context of what there was. Like, the highlight for me was, she's like, your life didn't start in Australia. You had a life before this and you left me. Well, no, I got away from you because you're toxic and everything was about you. And at the time, it's actually about other people, Mm. you know. Um, and then, you know, fast forward, I then hadn't heard from her. So I hadn't told her any of the kids were born either. Um, whether she found it on Facebook, 
all that sort of stuff. I actually, when my brother went to Napier to watch a cricket game, um, so back when my eldest son was born, so it might have been 2010, 2011, and he's like, oh, what do I do? You know, guts start rumbling. You've been on the beers for a few few hours. Your guts start rumbling, and he's at the cricket field in Napier. He's like, who do I know in Napier that I could borrow the toilet? And uh, first, bang, first name coming to his head. He goes, oh, I'll ring her. So he rings her up and says, can I borrow your toilet? Yep, sure, come in. He walks in, drops his dad, you know, does his thing. Comes out. And he's like, oh, okay, all right, I'm going. Rings me straight away. Bro, you... Bro, you wouldn't believe this. What? What are you? What's going on? There are photos of your children everywhere in her house. I just got angrier and angrier and angrier because I was like, "How dare you? You know, barely spoken to you. Wouldn't know what you're up to. You wouldn't know what I'm doing. But you've been on Facebook or social media or whatever and downloaded all these photos of my kids. You know, it's just just made me angry." Angry. Anyway, let's fast forward to last year, 2002. I think it was, no, 2022. Um, again, we haven't spoken since that phone call um, in 2016, 2017. Um, her brother rang me out of the blue and said, oh, I'm just ringing to let you know that um, she passed away. And at that time, I didn't really, I don't know what to do. Oh, I knew, actually, I knew what to do. The first thing I did, actually, was I rang my my mum in Perth. And I I said, the day's come. The day's come. She's gone. And my brother, my older brother happened to be in Perth as well. And him and I spoke on the phone for a bit. I asked if I was okay. And at that time, I didn't really know how to feel because I guess shock had come in. Yeah. And deep down inside me, that day had come. You know, like you have no idea. Um, I, I know you shouldn't really be talk, you know, talking like this or having these sort of thoughts, but people have got no no idea, you know, of the things that you go through when you're a child and the things that she put me through. Not just me, but everyone around her. I've never, never come across somebody that was so hated. And, you know, once I'd found out the news, I rang my younger brother and I was like, have you heard? And he said, yeah, yeah, I've just, just heard. What's the plan? I'm like, I don't know. But let me have a few beers and I'll work it out for you. So I sat here. It was pretty quiet, actually, at our place. Um, I just sat outside, drank, smoked, drank, smoked. Didn't know what to do. Um, and then I thought about going to New Zealand at that point because in my head I thought, well, I guess it's like when, when anyone passes, right? Until you see it, you don't believe it. Mm. And that's all I had going in my mind was um, unless I see it, I don't believe it. You know, And I thought, then I can actually go to New Zealand not worry about watching my back or anything like that and just go to New Zealand, have fun, but, you know, not have to worry about her. So I had made a couple of phone calls. Like I spoke to the New Zealand police. I'd spoken to um, the coroner. 
to try and figure out what was going on. Wasn't getting many answers in Australia because it's very hard to deal with a death overseas, no matter what country you're in, right? It's it's extremely hard to, I guess, coordinate, especially when you're over the phone. You've got to verify details. Like, I had to find a birth certificate. I haven't seen that thing for years, but I found it. You have to send it over to confirm that that's the person and all that sort of stuff. And at that time, I thought to myself, you know, it's probably better if I go over there. But I know that I wasn't in the right headspace to go over there. So I rang my older sister who, you know, in that moment, you've got to talk to somebody that understands and knows the situation. Yeah. Like I've spoken to both my parents about everything, but I spoke to my sister and... I let it all out. I was on the phone to her for like two hours. Um, and she she basically said to me, whatever you need for closure, go. So I basically planned to go by myself, which is mistake number one. <laughs> if you're going to go and do something like this, don't do it alone because yeah. you just don't, you don't know what's going to happen. And like Katie and I had only just moved back in together it all happened at once. And I remember Katie saying to me, you know, if you want me to come, I'll come. Like, no, look, no, no, better not. You know, it's my thing to sort out. I'll just deal with it. And then it was probably at the final hour where we got passports ready. And but shout out to the passport office. I got a Kiwi passport in two days. Nice and quick. Australian passport, on the other hand. But, um,. I remember leaving Rocky and going to Brisbane. So I went to go to Brisbane first because it was it was like the day after all the COVID restrictions had lifted in Australia and we were so sweating on it because I was, uh, New Zealand still had all their restrictions and hotel quarantine and all that sort of stuff. And it must have been that, that day before where the government announced, no, we're not doing hotel quarantine anymore. You can... You know, you just got to get tested as you come in and test as you come out. Oh, beauty. Um, and I remember we flew from Rocky to Brisbane and I'm just the anxiety. I couldn't sleep, couldn't really eat, couldn't do much. Then we finally got on the plane to go to Sydney and same thing, still making phone calls, still trying to organise everything. Um, and then we finally got to New Zealand so I haven't been back to New Zealand for 15 years. Yeah, 15. Be about 15 years. Um, and by the time we got there, it was 2 o'clock in the morning and my mate, she was waiting on the other side for us. She had two, two young kids and Katie and I had hired a car <coughs> for, to, to be able to drive and get around New Zealand. So we started in Wellington, um, tried to ring... And it's funny when people die because there's so many people that come out of the woodwork that you've never spoken to or know or anything like that. Um, so we tried to ring some childhood best friend, right? Biggest mistake, trying to get in contact with her. I must have rung her. I rang her five times before I left Australia. I rang her five times before or while we are in New Zealand. No answer. Refused to, refused to talk to me. So we went from Wellington to Palmerston North because that's where the best friend was. Mm. Hung around in Palmy for a little bit, only a couple of hours, and then finally went on to to Napier, 
um, where she lived. And um, Katie had organised for us to stay on the beach, nice, calm, relaxing. Whether she planned that or not was, I'm guessing she planned that, where it was all nice, relaxing and um, trying to get my head right. So I rang the police to try and get word, because I had no idea where she lived, right? Um, so we rang the police. Police, the New Zealand police actually were, were really, really helpful in this whole situation. Um, so we spoke to the New Zealand police. They gave me the address where she was living and we went there and um, I felt so much better once I stood in front of a house and saw it was gutted empty and so, as I was looking through the pile of rubbish I could see things from my childhood you know when it sounds silly but you know placemats that you have on your table when mm. you're having fancy dinner yeah. well they were lying in the pile of rubbish and I don't know why that was, but I just remembered them being there, and that was kind of like the confirmation for me. In my head, it was done. Yeah. She had passed away. You know, I was standing in front of it, because I came and I was standing in front of a house, looking at everything and going, all right, what do we do next? And then the neighbours come, you know, they come come out. And in New Zealand, they're all, all your neighbours are very tight. Even our neighbours here are pretty tight, but... Just something about New Zealand, your neighbours are tight. And this lady come over and she goes, oh, who are you? And I said to her, you know, my name's Scott. Um, I'm, and they're like, oh, so you're here for the cat? I'm thinking, cat? I'm taking the cat with me? And then the lady from, from across the road, she came over and all these people started coming over. And they're like, oh, who are you? We don't know who you are. So I'm here there having to explain who I am. So, you know, she hadn't told anybody about who we are, just like vice versa. So we've pretty much just written each other off in each other's lives. But then this uh, this other old lady came over and she's like, oh, come in, come in for a cup of tea. So we so went and sat down and had a cup of tea and we were trying to work out, we're trying to work up, work out the lead up to where everything had gone wrong. And um, a few months before she'd passed her father my grandfather had passed away and left some money for her for what for whatever and we'd found out that she had decided or she was she decided that she was going to the uk to meet her mother's side of the family flew you know first class the works did all this sort of stuff so that, if that tells you sort of what kind of person that she is um and I've spoken to this relative just via Facebook messages, keeping her updated. And I'm not getting into anything like that, but you know, I've basically contacted her. I've got her on Facebook. That's really as as far as it goes at this stage. Um, so she'd gone over to the UK, blown all her money, and done whatever that it was, and then come home to New Zealand, sitting outside having a having a ciggy. It's my neighbour, you know. Oh, I've got to go and have a sleep for three days and um and then yeah apparently on the way to bed that's it game over it was all done um but while i was in new zealand um i went and visited um my old bosses um and for me that was great you know i knew if i was in new zealand i had to go and see those guys because um 
those guys got me out of that situation. They but pretty much took me under their wing and pretty much made me the person who I am today. Um, you know, young, 16, keep me... Well, I was in trouble, but tried to keep me out of trouble. And, um, yeah, that I think that was the whole highlight of the trip to New Zealand, was catching up with those blokes and, I guess, just talking about the old days. And it was good for Katie too, because then she got to see what I was like as a teenager. Um, and then, and then from Napier, like I felt so much better once I'd seen the empty house and, you know, things from your childhood were in the skip. I just, I don't know, it was like a sense of relief. And then we had to go to, um, Tauranga. Shout out to all those in Tauranga. Nice city too. Um, to go and meet up with her brother and her sister. And we went and caught up with her brother and, um, we're just sitting around the table we didn't really talk, like we just general chit chat sort of stuff. Um, but the the best part of the whole trip, and I remember calling you, rang me that night. Mm. Um, <laughs> oh, that was a funny. Uh, after what had happened, your phone call was the best. The best thing that happened that day, because you thought it was nine o'clock. Yeah, well, it was nine o'clock here in Australia. <laughs> it's midnight in New Zealand. Um. But her sister hadn't known what had happened. How sad's this? Didn't even know that her own father had passed away. So I got all the details off my uncle and I said, you know, where roughly is she? And he pointed onto the computer screen. You know, about there. But Katie and I get in the car and we drive down. It's like dirt road, bush. And there's one little house there. I rock up to the door and knock on the door. No, no answer. No answer. I look around. I can see that there's power on. So I'm looking at the power box. And um, you and I have always had that joke about the power box. Mm. Now, if you want to get someone out of the house, you can turn the power box off. Oh, um, Does work. <laughs> well, I, I contemplated it, right? So I'm standing in front of the power box. And I look to my right. And I see, like, this tin shack in the middle, about a kilometre down the road. I was like, no, nah, that must be where they're staying. So Katie and I get in the car. And she goes, what are you doing? I was like, we're going down to that shack. I still remember which like f*** we are. I ain't going down there in a foreign country. Ah, it's not foreign, baby. Here you are. I'll just go down there. Anyway, we drive down the road. I park I, I, like down the driveway a little bit because I think Wolf Creek. Is that how I explained it to you? Yeah, Wolf, Wolf Creek came Creek. to mind. Anyway, <clears throat> I get out of the car in case I'm staying here. I'm not going anywhere. So I rock up to the door and I'm, you know, hi, it's Scott here. I've come all the way here from Australia. Um, I need to speak to um, my aunt. And the guy's like, oh, she's sick. And I'm like, mate, listen, there are two options. You either let me in or I'm coming in. And uh, anyway, she come out. And I remember sitting there and I'm like, look, there's no easy way to tell you this. Just got to rip the Band-Aid off. Um, your father died in January and your sister died a few weeks ago. And she just like stared at both Katie and I and was like, oh, okay. And I was like, all right, go on in, let's go. And walked out to the car and got in the car. I remember saying to Katie, looking straight at Katie and saying to her, let's go home. I'm ready to go home. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, to Australia, let's go home. I'm in a foreign country. We just got to get out of here. Um, and once I got back to Australia, 
I think you come over a few days later and we're sitting outside talking about our... The day. Oh, it was the day, that's right. Um, Because remember, I was house-sitting. Yeah, that's right. And I was covering your shifts at your job. Uh, That's right, yeah, yeah. And um, I thought the nightmare was over. Oh, no. No, just just get started. So she died without a will. So the best piece of advice that I can give to anybody out there that's listening right now, get a will because it takes, it, the, the process is so painful, especially when you're in another country. So for the last 12 months, I've gone back and forth, back and forth. So it's been like a recurring nightmare um, where I wake up every morning I check my emails, bang, first thing that's there. Something to do with her. So it, it's the gift that keeps on giving. It's just the easiest way to put it. And it's been it's been shit. It's been stressful. Yeah. Trying to organise her estate. You know, like they can't just leave they can't leave money sitting in a bank account somewhere. You know, they can't and it's I, I can tell you now it's not about the money. Like, it's not about the money. It's about closure. And it's about closing that chapter of my life and moving on. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I was explaining this to my sister. Imagine waking up every day and you just see a constant reminder of this in your face all the time. But then you've got all the infighting as well, you know. So you've got emails coming left, right and centre. Oh, we've got to pay for this. Got to do that. Do this. Do that. And you've got to make a decision, you know. And because Reese and I live in two states, um, you know, I send him a message and then it takes him a day to get back and then you've got to email New Zealand and the three-hour time difference and you haven't got it by this certain time then it goes over to another day. And then what's really sad is the JP in Rockhampton. Um, I went in there yes, well, last week to f- fill out one more piece of paperwork and I walked in and he goes, Oh, good day, Scotty. How you going? I was like, Oh, great. So you know me by name. And he goes, What can we sign for you today? And just did his thing and off I went. That's sad though, isn't it? So yes. 12 months, I've been going to the same JP to get all this paperwork sorted. But the reason I thought I'd share this story is um, not to kind of bring up the past or, or anything like that, but not not all not all parents deserve to be parents yeah right we could do a whole another podcast on you know things that I was kidding I actually you know when when I'm ready we'll probably get into that right but you know when something like this happens it's shit for everybody because you have no idea of what emotion comes out and you've got no idea how you feel and, you know, at the time, you know, I turned to my mum and dad yeah, because they, they've always been there. They knew, they knew exactly what to do and they've been really supportive through the whole thing. And see, on the, on the, on the flip side of it, I was a little bit worried about talking to them about it because, you know, it's a part of their life too that they've 
put to bed, I guess. Yeah, it's just as much as part of their life as what it is. You yeah. Also, so, most probably impacted them just as much as you too, in certain ways. Oh, 100%. And, like, in my guts, I'm sitting there telling... That, I actually said that to both of them. I said, I, I hate ringing you and asking them for advice on the stuff because I know, you know, it's a sore point. And they were great. They were both like, oh, you know, you can talk to us about... We just want to... We just want to help you. That's, and you know that was, that was the great thing, is that all they wanted to do was help. And I appreciate their help and support. And you know, and we're at the end of it now. Hopefully next week, it's all game over. I was going to say dead and buried. Probably not the right word. <laughs> but I guess the the ta- the big takeaway that I can give to anybody is, no matter how old you are. No matter whatever, get a will. Get a will. Go and see a lawyer. Go and get one of those free wills. Go and sort your life out. Because I can tell you, uh, 12 months is probably easy. It hasn't been easy, but that's probably the easy easy stretch. Mm. I know some of these things go on for forever and ever and ever and ever, and it never ends. And that's exactly what I thought. This would go on forever and ever and ever and never end. It would be. It's funny. Every time I got those emails that came through my email box, the anxiety that came through, you know, yeah, right. or even we got a letter in the mailbox addressed to her, and I just saw. I remember seeing it and going, "It's just, it's just a recurring nightmare." So, but you know what else is the scary part that I forgot to share? You know how I said to you she went to the UK and blew all the inheritance money from her father was that I find out later on that she was planning on coming to Australia to try and repair the relationship between her and I. That scares the crap out of me. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one. I've done so much to try and protect my children from her. Um, and they don't, have no, they don't even have a clue who she is. Yeah. Um, that's you know that's a, a sad thing too because you know I know a lot of um, I know my nieces and nephew absolutely love their grandparents um, and that's unfortunate for her that she missed out on that part but you know again that's nobody else's fault but hers mm. and you know they've got fourth grandparents that's all they've ever known need to know and it's and you know it's good that it's ha- it happened the way it's happened. Um, because I'll never, once this is all done, like, I'll never talk about it again. Mm. Um, I know that's not not what we preach, but it's the closure. It's the closure yeah, and closing that part out. I think, I even say you don't, you won't talk about it again. I think it's a very positive thing to always uh, reflect on your past to give you the motivation for your future. You've just got to do your best to do what's right by your children and even by your own for your own mental health, you know what I mean? And that's that's why I'm a big believer in, you know, you've got to look after your mental health because even though for the last year I might, you might seem okay, but there's all this other stuff that's going on in the background that people just don't know until you get it off your chest. Like, I feel heaps, heaps better just sitting here talking to you about it because there'll be people out there in a similar, if not the same, situation. Yeah. You know, um, but for fifteen, just picture it for fifteen years, you're watching over your shoulder. 
you know, and you're just trying to move on with your life and do, I guess, do what's right by your own children, right? And I never, never want to repeat what's happened in my childhood or what's happened even going forward, you know. I wouldn't want that on anyone else's children. But, um, yeah, I just, I'm glad that I've shared it, right? And there'll be mixed reviews on this, but I've no, shared the story. That's what, that's, that's what it's all about, I think. Um, someone else might have a different take on, you know, it, but that's what it's all about is putting your story out there and, you know, what you had to overcome and how you overcame it. and um, But, yeah, so I, I guess... Well, I thank you for talking to me about it. I've, you know, myself and you have talked about it off air quite a lot mm. over the past. Um, but I think that's just because we're best mates and we have been for a while. Yeah. Um, but I guess out of everything, your past is your past. Like, and you're, it's only ever going to be your past, right? That's it. So what I take from someone's past and no matter how much heart, heartache and, you know, damage was done, your I personally always reflect on what my past was like mm. um, and what I had to overcome. Um, and then when I'm having a real shit day, I look back on my past and think, fuck, Joe, you've come a long way. Like, you know, you've got to keep pushing um, because that's all you got. Reflection and rebuilding. Yeah, if you live in the past, mm. you're never going to live in the future at all. You're going to always be ten steps behind. And that's really what I'm looking forward to is next week is having that closure. Yes, yeah, move no, on. It's good, and like you said, it's not about the money or anything. It's about you know just being able to close the door and start moving into new chapters. Um, but yeah, thanks for having a chat about your story, and it's been wonderful. Now, thanks for having me. Anytime, mate. Anytime. Last time I checked, you're a host of the show. <laughs> anyway. oh. And that was the Scott and Jai show for another week. Well, it's not really another week, is it, mate? No, we, mate. Um, <laughs> oh, hey, hey, oh, not even ready. Oh, oh That's one for the blooper reel. <laughs> so how do you feel about the story? Um, Just yeah, no. With us. Yep, mic's on, yep, yep. <laughs> no, look, mate. Like I said before, um, I th- I'm proud of you for sharing your story, and um, it's a it's a hard part for um, most people to talk about the things that um, impacted their lives the most, and um, not in a good way. So I guess you know you should be proud of yourself that you know it's coming to an end, and. You got it off your chest today and sharing it with people that are listening to our podcast. And that's what it's all about. Um, you know, the Scott and Dry show, Mates Helper Mates. Um, 
and that's what we're all about is getting out there, sharing stories, and um, you know, letting people know that it's okay not to be okay. It's not weak to speak. That's right. It's intro. not weak to speak, and um, just on the end of that, we hopefully in the next couple of months, fingers crossed, most probably looking at January, we'll be hopefully at the point of releasing a merch line. So I'm aiming for hats and shirts at the present time, and maybe some stubby holders, because I know the Australian bloke likes their old stubby uh, cooler. Mm. But, and the goal is behind that is to at least have a percentage of what we make from our merch go into a funding pocket that we can fund local events around the CQ area raising money for mental health is uh, my goal at the moment and aiming forward. I've just got to focus on a few things coming up in the next couple of months being a new job and uh, getting all that stuff organised but that new job will also help myself and be able to organise a few things. That's it. And that's part of the reason why we did the rebrand of the podcast. So it's Scott and Jai's show, Mates Helping Mates Podcast, because that's the name of the brand, um, Mates Helping Mates. That's it. Uh, so, where do you get this podcast? The Scott and Jai Show pod... Sorry, start again. Reading the wrong screen here. The Scott and Jai Show dot podbean dot com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can look us up on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at The Scott and Jaya Show, or you can email us, The Scott and Jaya Show at Outlook.com. So tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Queensland time. Are you ready, mate? Oh, I'm ready. Uh, for our very, very first live show. So please download the Podbean app. So go to podbean.com, create a username. Download the app. You'll be able to stream us live. Um, we will have... We're talking about the Broncos win. Hopefully. Hopefully the Broncos win um, this afternoon. Yes. Also- uh, um, uh, look, I don't pray that often, but I'm praying for the Broncos uh, to pull through. I think it's a well-deserved de- win for them if they can pull it off. Um, but either way... You know, I'm proud of my team and they've done well. The boys have definitely put the efforts in this year and um, banded together to uh, get where they are now. 100%. Um, the link for our live show is on our Facebook page at The Scott and Jai Show, Mates Helping Mates Podcast. Um, yeah, please click on the link, listen to our live show. It's going to be... It's going to be... I'm going to call it now. It's going to be a hit. Um, we're going to play some music We're going to talk some shit A bit of banter um, We'll have the girls Or girl here um, It's going to be great fun Yeah and another thing uh, For our listeners uh, Please like and share Both our Facebook and Instagram page um, Because every like helps um, And same with every share it Absolutely helps, Gets us out there and that's the ultimate goal is to get as many listeners uh, worldwide around this podcast and um, make it a constant 
thing because obviously everybody knows when it comes to podcasts and um, and we all do that read stuff. we do read the comments um, when people comment on our podcast link and things like that. Um, we do read them, we do try and like them, um, but bear in mind if you do comment on our Facebook or Instagram page, we do read it out. Yeah, and um, yeah, so I, th- I just think that if we can get more engagement, which is my ultimate goal, with um, our followers, we'd love to hear from you. On that note, for me, I'm out, and I hope you all have a wonderful Sunday. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. That was the Scott and Jai podcast. Thanks for listening. Remember to follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great week. That was the Scott and Jai show. Mates Helping Mates podcast. Download today wherever you get your podcast from or at mateshelpingmates.com forward slash The Scott and Jai Show. Don't forget to like and follow on all of our socials. Thanks, mate. Right, for always being there. All right. Thank you. Mm.